0: This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter.
1: welcome back to the piper carter podcast you are listening to piper carter and you cut it off so quickly i was like why you didn't fade it no no i was just saying (laughs) instead of fading it you just like "Yeah, it's all good Brittany. you can turn it off i feel like an octopus over here yeah no it's all good we're um you know all doing new things so that's what's up yeah so i'm in the studio with my co-host what's up Brittany and Deja how you guys doing what up do Uh, yeah so um another week uh what's your week been like you first Ash
2: (sighs) oh my week has been okay um I'm kind of sleep deprived from my new job I have ridiculous hours but they're gonna change next month so I'm just trying to make it to the end of this week and luckily it's gonna be a short week because of Thanksgiving um so yeah yeah, yeah, just looking forward to this holiday season. Get to spend time with my loved ones for a little bit on Thursday, so that'll be fun. That's fine. cool. That's cool. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to go to my cousin's house. She is hosting it. She's been a homeowner for a few years now, and um, her mom used to do most of the heavy lifting when it mm. came to hosting stuff, Um, just like their kind of little immediate family. Unit or whatever. So now that she's like gotten her own place, she's kind of taken over that duty and she really enjoys it. So it's really cozy at her place too. I'm excited
1: to
0: go and see everyone, all my cousins.
1: That sounds fun and what about you Brittany?
0: uh yeah I'm excited for the short week as well. Um, my mom is cooking she wrote down everything she's so excited and I, which means I'm excited as well vegan pecan pie which I it was a struggle to get her to make because she's like that's the most fattening pie ever. So I'm just kind of like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> That's, That's the whole point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. And then it's a short week for 9 to 5, but it's a long week for Village Pizza and Akiba because we're hosting the first annual Lunch and Laugh where they're going to be, I think, three to four comedians. Um, and then it gives the chance for the Culinary
1: Pleasures, the youth program. That's really We're going to have to work on our like how to slide in uh flyers and stuff like that live. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that would be that would have been hard. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, so I'm really excited about that. We're gonna At do a Kibulan village at a in Boulin, Detroit. Yeah. It's uh from two to three on Sunday, which Support is Support the East Side. Yeah. Support the East Side. That's usually the day we do pizza every week. Uh, mm-hmm. so we're not gonna do pizza this week just because we're gonna be doing that. So we're the main we're not the main course. We're the uh appetizer and then we're the salad entree. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited about that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Pipe?
1: um uh, my week so i have been taking a lot of business courses and uh i am finished with one um that one finished what's okay last week wednesday that was the last day of that one the next two um i finished one next week and then the next one I finish on uh, into in uh, I think three weeks in three more weeks. So uh, that's it. I'm just reading, studying, learning, and yeah, just a lot of work anything you want to
0: share because you you're like the like when you open up the dictionary and it says investing yourself like your face just pops up like that's hilarious
1: (laughs) so yeah i've just been investing in myself learning um so much to share i mean uh mostly it's like internal stuff like how to um really work on my value proposition Mm and really think about that Um, because it's like it's it's natural to me (laughs) what value uh, I bring it's just you know my specialties or my forte is more you know the visual arts you know Mm. photography and video so it's like having to like articulate that in writing is like okay so but I think as an exercise it's pretty good but I'll probably hire somebody to do it you know just like a writer you know what i mean like Mm. a copywriter that can just do it as well as i do photography you know um i love that yeah to like redo all my stuff like um because you know i built my website myself i do all my you know most of my stuff myself so this year i branched out and started you know doing more hiring of people um to support me with different things like um like I do on my own graphics and my graphic design and everything. So this year I hired someone to help me um, uh, create a logo and um, I'm going to implement that logo next year. Did you feel like you were stepping outside of your comfort zone by having like help? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm used to like working with people, collaborating, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think. um, But on your own babies though. Yeah, even on my own, it's fine. Yeah, I I, I work with people whose work I, I like and people I trust and mm-hmm. whose vision I respect. But even that takes a step, though, because I see what you're asking. Like, it took a
0: while. Like, it's still taking time for me to learn how to delegate and to let go of, you know, a process or something that you created that is yours, and you kind of only trust yourself to do it because it's new, you know well, what I
1: mean? you get used to that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, mm-hmm. like, you're not letting go. You're, you're leveling up that's so it's not it's not it's not like letting go it's like do you want like yeah like i went i went to school and i've been in the business and so i'm a great graphic designer i'm a great web designer Mm -hmm. um there are some wonderful graphic designers out here and some great web designers out here and my goal i don't want to design for other people like I'm not promoting that Understood. and I'm not promoting my services as a web designer I don't want to do that for other people so what I want to do what I like doing is um, photography and video and so my my sites look great they're the style that I want them so I have an example so when I work with a graphic designer when I work with a web designer I can say this this is my style they could google me too to see you know and look at my social media and get a sense of like my color palette my style my voice you know my brand voice or whatever but you know and having that conversation it's like okay when they see the level that you can when a professional sees a level that you speak right of their language and you can speak it to like a certain level of fluency then they understand like oh yeah i could trick this out i could take this to the next level so it just levels up everything i like that it's very well stated you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like like you're actually in control because also when you work with uh, designers and people like that, they actually have to send you versions for you to approve. And so it's a collaborative process and you are saying, no, I don't like that. Or yes, I like this or maybe more of this or less of that. And then they're coming up with ideas like, oh, when you said that, I thought about this and I thought about, you know, so there's definitely they then. And, you know, they can take me further than I could take myself. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. You know what I mean? Time so, will spent, huh? Yeah, but I'm taking the business classes because I've been in business since I was eight years old. <laughs> and um, I've never I mean, I've, you know, been in business and in the industry and all that. But um, and I've had, you know, business classes throughout my education. But um, doing these business incubators and accelerators and things like that, that, you know, helps me like I said, to have a level of fluency of language. So when I'm working with other professionals on my business, my lawyer, my accountant, um, you know, a tax lawyer, um, other folks that, you know, support what I'm doing on a business level, I have a certain language, I have a certain understanding, um, what is required of me, what is my accountability, what's my expectations, like, you know, where do I wanna go, like, where do I want my business to go, you know, things like that. And, and even just conceptually, like, how do I want to level up, you know, my presentation, my brand, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's just, um, doing it, you know, I mean, I do hire people to, you know, do all these things, but at the same time, um, I'm also, it's like, you're driving the car too, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you, it's like you, um, also set the set the map right you set the coordinates on the map um and that's that's pretty much what i'm what i'm doing right now you know what i mean like just charting the course so it's just a lot of work keep a lot, up, lot of Piper. work keep yes, it up yes. and just a lot of work well speaking of that mm-hmm. i think that's a
0: good segue for you deja To kind of bring us our Artist of the Week. Yeah, I wanted to
2: speak on Young Dolph. He was um, unfortunately gunned down last week. Rest in power. Yes. Yes, rest in power, Young Dolph. I just wanted to um, just give our condolences to his family and his loved ones that are dealing with this very closely. And his fans, too, because people really resonated with his music. And my entire social media was hurt by his death not only because it's not right but because of just being a fan music is really intimate and when bad things happen to people you love it just hurts especially Mm -hmm. when their music has been able to carry you through a hard time that's real yeah um but i also just wanted to highlight how um forward thinking he was in his life to where he had over 100 um rental properties investment properties in memphis wow and he would buy foreclosures for his kids every year for their birthdays wow so he was a very intelligent man um I think he was like 36 um
0: sounds about right 36 37
2: guess, yeah so I just wanted to say um rest in peace
0: for sure thanks for bringing him into the room it uh hip-hop is that that gift and the curse like you said like you the gift is is you don't know the artist, right? You've never met the artist. A lot of us have haven't as fans, right? But you become, you know, intimate and learn about them and their ways and their patterns and passions through listening to their music. And then the curse is when something happens, right? Mm-hmm. It hurts, you know. And shout out to Daw for being a family man too. He had a beautiful wife, beautiful, beautiful wife, beautiful nice. kids too. You know, we talked a little bit about it, bef- you know, before the show. Um, that a lot of people don't understand the culture and the legacy and the history of Memphis music. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that a lot of markets and a lot of cities have like, you know, music history, if you dive deep enough. But I think the Memphis history um, of music in in general, but when you talk about hip hop, they definitely have added to the ecosystem of music. And Do- Young Dolph Was one of those contributors for sure. You know, I think about the the uh, I think about Three Six Mafia. I think about um, who else is from Memphis. I think about Yo Gotti, Right? You you know, I'm, I think if I'm not mistaken, Young Dolph was signed to Yo Gotti at one point. Is that a, is that a true statement? Were they never on the same label?
1: Um, I'm not. No, sure. he's independent.
0: Okay, well, at one point I don't think he was. I think him becoming independent is re-
1: is was more recent. I will let's look that up and just double check because I was listening to him on Drink Champs, and they were asking him about that, and he said he he he's always been independent. Okay, I could be wrong, and I thought it was more recent,
0: but um, we want to get into that too. Um, you know, so the point I'm making is is that he definitely added to the legacy of Memphis music, the sound, the beat structure, the, you know, the beat selection altogether, you know, a lot of street music, not anything that we would necessarily, I wasn't a huge Dolph listener, but I definitely respected his ad to the Memphis stream, you know, and again, his music, his street music, the wasn't necessarily always from an angle of killing and shooting and drug dealing. It's actually from a Like a learning aspect, you know, like the Ten Crack Commandments version, you know, Biggie, shout out Big. But, you know, that song goes down in history as a street song, but it's kind of like street music with a lesson. Right. So Dolph's music was very similar to reminds me his whole catalog a lot around reminds me a lot of the Ten Crack Commandments. Right. So we haven't even touched on his legacy as a business owner. Does anybody kind of want to take over from where I'm talking?
1: Yeah. So um well, he, from, I, I'm not, you know, so familiar with, um, Young Dolph. What you doing, Brittany? You on the phone while we on the podcast live? Don't <laughs> attention. I'm listening. Can't nobody see, you know, doing the camera and stuff. It's all good. But, um... <laughs> Brittany over here, who what you, what you they texting? Can't, they can't see me. Who I'm looking up stuff. Oh, okay. Because I you, thought Deja was looking it up. You know you live on air. You better keep going. I know, but you know, it's like right, <laughs> Deja was looking it up. I'm like, what's going on? So, um, yeah, I, like, like again, you know, I'm definitely a Gen Xer and I wasn't, you know, necessarily so familiar with his... Um, his music or, you know, listening to it or whatever, but um, definitely have been listening to his words, um, saw the drink champs, listening to, um, you know, what what folks have been saying about him. And in general, he, um, in terms of his, like, music uh, business, what he was speaking on is that he chose to go an independent route and instead of, um, you know, he had learned uh, the the so called game, and instead of um, following this more traditional path of, look, you know, I'm going to get myself to this level, and then you know, um, seek out a record deal, he decided that he could, you know, be the master of his destiny. He could, um, he wanted to uh, keep ownership of the decisions that he made. Um, and that he realized that he could keep more money. He started learning some different, um, tactics, like how to, you know, uh, increase his visibility. um, and he just, you know, he just really learned um, the, you know, the marketing strategies and things like that to just stay, uh, to, to be relevant and, you know, um, be in control of his music career. Now, in terms of um, his ventures, you know, outside ventures, outside of music, he had, um, like you said, he started purchasing some properties and some businesses so that he could, um, be able to, you know, have a legacy for his children. And so, with that, sway, um, sway, sway. You do a sway in the morning? Our show is crazy. Sorry for this stuff in the middle of your tribute, Dolph. But um, so, you know, he basically was saying that, um, you know, he wanted to have, you know, for his for his children, he want, you know, wanted them to be able to have, um, access, you know what I mean? To, uh, you know, his, like his various ventures. So he he was very business minded. He said that he had always been, you know, very business minded. Um, you know, he was focused, right? Like he, you know, was focused on his family. Um, he talked a lot about his family being his main interest and his, um, his center. I mean, maybe he didn't use those words, but in general, that's how he, you know, uh, talked about his love for his family, his, you know, his family, meaning his, his blood relatives, as well as his, um, significant other and his children. And so, um, he see, you know, and it was funny cause like in the, uh, drink champs, you know, um, he he talked about how he turned down. They asked him about turning down, like, I think it was 2 million or whatever. And he was just saying that, you know, he he knew that he could push himself further. And he, you know, he kind of knew if they were coming to him with that, that there had to be more in it. And um, Nori was like, are you crazy? Like, I would have totally, like, you know, sold out and like took that money, you know. And it kind of really showed the, I guess like the growth, if you will, of um, the the generations and just the information that's available. Um, I know I had sent you, um, it's a little tangential, but I sent you that video about the difference between millennials and Gen Z. And it talked about how Gen Z is much more uh, savvy in terms of finance and money and um, being in control of you know uh their careers and making different types of you know decisions and so um i would definitely put him i know he's like a, a millennial but i think in terms of like his actions or whatever i put him in the the gen z you know category so uh oh it was 22 million he turned down 22 million so thanks for that um p grew hit me up said it was 22 million yeah so you know just um You know, and and like I said, you know, Nori was like, are you crazy? I would have been doing this and I would have been doing that. And he also talked about how he was helping his um, people that were in his circle, like teaching them, you know, making sure that they're aware about the business, making sure that they, you know, um, have that same understanding so that he in turn doesn't just get power and money to become the next oppressor. You know what I mean? So, um, I really appreciate that. Um, especially as a person, like that's how I'm hopefully developing, you know, my business and my businesses is making sure that people around me, you know, are, um, leveling up as well. So, um, definitely respect all of that. I mean, uh, just, it is painful to see another life, you know, just lost. Um, we don't know the, the so-called details in terms of like the whys or whatever. Um, but just yeah, lots of love to his family who's really missing him right now and his kids and his significant others, mothers, you know, cousins, everyone he named, um everyone on his label, you know, all the people he was helping. Um I mean, I guess Brittany, you wanted to shift the conversation to censorship, right? Yeah, I did. But before that I wanna shout out to Makitas, the cookie
0: shop, he was actually Um, murdered at Mm -hmm. is a black owned cookie shop which is super dope you like look on their website I think they have like 4.8 stars don't they have a a GoFundMe up too they may they may but at the least I think the 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 cookie shop allows you to order cookies and it's the perfect time to support them because it's the holidays right so if you like cookies I don't think they have any vegan cookies but they're known for their butter cookies which I've never had a butter cookie I'm assuming it's like a sugar cookie ever
1: in your whole life no
2: is it like a vanilla wafer
1: it's like a sugar cookie except it's t- like super buttery like mm. it's hard to explain i can taste it but
0: yeah so shout out to makita yeah, they have
1: a gofundme um why isn't it coming up uh it keeps quitting on me maybe it's like too I don't know. I'm trying to go to the GoFundMe. But if you go, it was put up five days ago. I was, I'm trying to go to it to see is it's still active. It says um, keep the history of Makita's Bakery going. Mm. And it's a GoFundMe. It says Makita's Cookies. And then it tells, you know, a story. Um, so go to GoFundMe and, and M-A-K-E-D-A. So look that up. Um, I'm just having trouble right now. Uh, keeps quitting on me but that's dope I'm glad they have that up there though that's I think that's a good look mm-hmm. and just so you guys know they got TK
0: cookies my auntie used to make TK cookies I used to let those. Mm-hmm. sugar cookies sensational strawberry pecan cookies peanut butter cookies oatmeal cookies macadamia and M&M lemon goddess chocolate chip and then again they're Classic butter cookie. So it's just unfortunate that whole story, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone loses in that story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Broad daylight at a store that he wanted to support, always supported. They recognized Mm -hmm. him when he walks in every time. This is what I'm being told through the Internet, right? Yeah. You know, so you hear that, right? And Mm -hmm. then now not only... It's his family mourning. The other people, there are other people injured, right? So God bless their, you know, their healing process, and you know, the owner, right? You're an owner, right? So now you have to kind of restructure and shuffle a little bit, but then you have a consumer that is well known in the neighborhood that just happens to be trying to support you and gets murdered in your shop, right? That's a lot to take in as a business owner. So I really want to uplift them. That's a lot to take in, you mm-hmm. know, but I hope with the with the bad, depending on how you look at it, there comes some good for them, some, some more wholesome and some more community uplifting for them. So, yeah, I just want to, I saw a lot, a lot of conversation and you referenced the Drink Champ interview. And I think at a certain point in that interview, Dolph was speaking about yeah, at one point, um, his street dealings and being shot before and mm-hmm. saying, you know, what direction did he think music should go in? And he kind of stuttered a little bit. He wanted to say that, you know, maybe there should be some type of uh, a different direction or maybe some more type of music than just talking about the streets. But then he stopped himself because he said, how do you stop talking about the streets? The streets are literally people's environment. That's where people come from. So. Other people online, you see a lot of the podcasters, a lot of the YouTubers talking about, you know, the same thing we've discussed in hip hop for forever. You know, is it the music? Mm-hmm. Should the music change? You know, is if if it's a if it's a pie chart, right, mm-hmm. that equates to 100 percent, what percentage on that pie chart is related to deaths outside of the music? Because the music is talking about death. Okay. So I feel as if there's about if it's a whole 100% pie chart, I say, I say between 30 to 40% is due to the music because music is affirmation. And I think that when you look at hip hop, you know, as in chronological order, right, and you start seeing where the uh, the street influence of goes from maybe talking about the story, right, of being from the streets, Mm-hmm. To artists depicting it and then maybe artists going to me, you know, a little bit more into into depth and then where, where it becomes glorified. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a thin line in between uh, telling the story of your environment and a thin line between glorifying it. And I think that at this point, mainstream what gets played on the radio, what sells is the glorification of the streets not the story of the streets. So I think at the least, we should look at how do we peel back from the glorification of it, but not censor the artists to make them feel like they can't talk about where they come from. Wait, Um,
1: do you want um, Deja to answer that or? Pose the question one more time. So do you
0: think that, one, do you think that street music has evolved into more so the artists talking about their environment or is it more so glorification?
2: No, I feel like it's um, more so them talking about their environment. I feel like things haven't gotten better. More people have just gotten the ability to, to like, what's the word? Um, tell their stories. We have more, like, like griots now within our... Um, within this new generation, and especially people that are able to make their own music on their own and put it out on their own, get their own, um, like, what is it? Uh, There's a service where you can um, buy to put your songs on the streaming services without having to get, like, a distribution deal. Mm. I can't think of it, but... Uh, all you have to do is buy your ass cap, I believe, and then um, you know make sure you don't have any clearance issues with your music, and you're able to put it out yourself. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's people just more people have the opportunity to tell their stories, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing how common it is and how bad it is. Um, but like Dolph said, you can't tell someone not to tell their stories, and
1: a lot of people are pretty good at at writing these poems agreed i think also too um this conversation was on um doggy diamonds this specific conversation um i mean it was his conversation was a bit more layered because he also added things about about what we're going through now in the trial and all that kind of stuff and so um you know he uh said something that was kind of funny (laughs) i mean i i Maybe it's funny, maybe it's not funny, but uh, he was like, What do you think would happen with all these channels, whether they are a record label or whether they're like, you know, a distribution channel like, you know, Apple, Spotify, whatever, YouTube? If he said, Because all we hear is about Black death and all these things in the Black community. He said, um, and so. Uh, someone wrote in, well, um, what if it was white people talking about white people? And then Doggy Diamonds was like, nah, what if it was black people, but talking about how they're doing this stuff to white people? That's a great question. He was like, do you think that these um, brands would get behind that kind of message? He was like, do you think? with like he was like all these brands you know they've got like uh uh, promoted tiktok feeds with you know people talking about they're gonna smoke this pack and that pack over someone's life um you know just all the stuff they're gonna do to to black women um just like all the the degradation right and he was like what you know do you think that all these major brands, like these soda companies, these drink companies, these you know T-shirt companies and things like that, would they um, get? Would they get behind a black guy talking about that he was going to do all this stuff to some to a white woman, or uh, that he was gonna? Um, do so, you know, would 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 uh they're gonna they're gonna go to? He was like, uh, uh, what would happen if they if they said they're gonna take that energy to Wichita, Kansas? Was the example he gave? It's a great example, you know, just like go crazy. So that's something to think about too. Um, you know, I mean, it is it's so layered. Like, I don't want to just leave it within that little window, but that is something to think about. Like, would these brands? And that's with, like, like I'm saying, like, because Deja's example is going straight to, like, a Spotify or going straight to Apple Music or Bandcamp or whatever. But, yeah,
2: the service I was thinking of was DistroKid.
1: Yeah, so DistroKid, same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same, you know, kind of thing. Concept. Like, any of these distribution services, like, um, would, A, with the distribution service, you know, allow you to put that music up there and then be like you know how they all have these like brand deals and stuff mm-hmm. like would the brands get behind that type of messaging that,
0: I think I think that's a, a valid question mm-hmm. I think it's something for us to digest as music consumers you know the one thing that's a pet peeve for me and I'm not sitting here and telling you that I don't listen to music that people would consider degrading but it's a pet peeve when I see kids from the suburbs mm-hmm. right kids who have no clue mm-hmm. what this environment is like mm-hmm. but they glorify the damage that lays within the music
1: right but sing- also too, those same kids right because um if we look at just all the genres of music right those same kids are the kids who also are singing all the r&b stuff too right well, because that's what like ta- our music and our culture has been their music and culture for so long. So when we say you know? suburb, suburban kids, we're not talking about I'm black talking kids about that I'm talking in, like, oh, them too. I'm talking
0: them about too. black kids, I'm talking about black okay. kids, talking white about kids, white kids, all of them. <laughs> from the I'm talking there's a difference in I felt as if, right? Like I told you, the chronological order of hip hop like I'm thinking back to uh Rakim, I'm thinking even as, su- as soon as Pock and Big, right now, some of Pock and Bigs was to me, glor. It, it started crossing the line of glorifying. Something. Definitely, but a lot of it, I felt like they were telling the story. Nas, right? He was always telling the story. Of I, what I he wouldn't saw.
1: put, but but me personally, you can do. I know everyone says time. like Pock was this or that, but. I guess because when I think about Pac also like he wasn't just like, oh, you know, like I'm from the streets. He also came from a home where other things were taught. He went to art school. I understand. He was like he did. He wasn't like but to it, me. What I saw, what mm-hmm. I saw, the transformation of Tupac was go from this actor that was playing all these thugs and stuff in these thuggy films and then took that persona and ran with it. Like, oh, this is going to be my real life persona. And, you know, got caught up. In this is my opinion, you know, got caught up in it because of it. Because he started believing his own hype of that persona. Because that, really, uh, that really wasn't him. Right. That so wasn't him. That's the point I real. make. So Brenda had a baby, right? Let's just leave it as
0: surface as that. That to me is telling a story of his environment, right? And then hit him up. That's the story to the point that you're making. I think that's when you start to cross the line into glorification mm-hmm. of st- the street life that you
1: really didn't live and that you really are not about right now. Mm-hmm. You're acting, right? Well, also, too, but but I'm saying that to say, when I say he put on the character, I mean, he really was hanging out with, you know, Suge Knight and all the, <laughs> the, the gang members, you know? I I hear you, and so he really was living that fantasy. Understood. You know what I mean. Um, and you know, um, I mean, and also too, like, yeah, there was. I mean, like, uh, I think, um, P. Groove was on there. He said, uh, you know, a lot of new artists emulate what they see, and that's true, right? Until they come into their own. Mm. And to Deja's point, is like, okay, um. If we look at, you know, like artists now, you don't have to do, right? Like the traditional route. So if someone, and this might be a question to everyone, like if someone has, if someone, will you purchase and invest in someone that's not talking that stuff? Yeah. I
0: think the person, there's another person that says, does this first, a shout out to always first class media. Does it seem as though the messengers and the examples are being purposely eliminated?
1: I think um, that in terms of the mainstream, for sure. um, You know? Yeah. I think, I think the mainstream for sure. Yeah. Kari's on the, uh, (laughs) we got to get full disclosure. Kari's on there. He said, what up people? He said, Brittany switch. For someone, so as you can see, between you and Deja, I'm so, not being seen today. So De- you know, uh, Brittany don't want to be on camera today <laughs> for whatever reason. Because I'm wearing my company, and I don't want to have my. I'm not promoting my she company today. She wants to today. be like Parks. I am Parks.
0: <laughs> 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 Parks on the Parks board. Today. <laughs> you got to yeah, do a so. better job at the board, though, for Deja. Y'all, y- y'all can see Deja and Piper. Look,
1: yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think you know. In in the land of like there being um like like what Deja was speaking to like the power is only in like certain hands yeah like that is a reality but you know the reality that we live now like the power isn't really only in their hands and like that's the music that people are still choosing to make at the same time that's because that's what's being eaten up and that's who exactly the are gonna follow exact but- yeah, ex- exactly so so so. At the same time, so many people are making music. But there's so do, much music out there. Radio doesn't
2: determine anything anymore. After radio is like, like that, at the bottom of who's important but to, to me and who domino, these brands get behind. That's, right,
0: that's a domino effect, that's though, for streamer, allowing glorifies good streams. But that's a domino effect for us as a culture glorifying street. Period.
1: Mm. It what do is. you mean? Wait, just
0: explain what you're saying. So I think that I think that street music. Is has is is on a peak right now, right? Like so, where Will Smith Men in Black here comes the Men in Black. That was the most hip hop you may have heard on 955, nine, nine, uh, five, right? Mm-hmm. So now mainstream music is accepting hip hop, and I think that is the reason why. We I think street music is what is being consumed the fastest is because we have allowed it before hip hop has gotten on that mainstream. No, we've gate allowed gatekeepers weren't doing their job no, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But I think we've, too, we've allowed
0: it to circulate. So now that is big It only bigger than life. Right. That's of course with, with the with the heavy beat. Right. The 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 reason why it's been on play so long is because it's catchy, right? It makes money. And that's it, the only thing. If that's the only reason
1: that is there is it makes money. But to Jay's what, point, the consumer wants to hear it, right? The consumer... Lead, it, but it's also, too, it's what that's it why makes I say money. That. But, but but that conversation we had last week with Kari when he was talking about that they, the they, meaning the mainstream, and when I say mainstream, I'm not just talking about radio. I'm also mm-hmm. talking about these brands because now the brands are kind of leading, right? Like complex and you know um who else is kind of a thought leader like uh hype beast you know what i mean like these kind of spaces where um revolt like these spaces where people you know might look to to say like oh that's a you know um a place where like you know uh, it's not you know the radio you know what i mean (laughs) but um I just think that you know this is what's what makes money. I mean, there's other stuff globally that makes great money, right? Like this trap and this um, drill music and all this stuff. It's not the only thing globally that's that's making money. There's a lot of music that's that's making money. You know, globally, it's just that these brands are choosing to get behind this. Trust and believe if these brands, that's why, why do you think Afrobeat started to pick up? Because um, globally, they know that Afrobeat is a popular sound and it was, you know, taking hold across across the world. And so now it has, quote unquote, like infiltrated itself into mainstream hip hop. So that's why we're seeing more of the influx of Afrobeat. That's just one example. Can we blame Drake
2: Drake for that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> well,
2: uh go ahead. What were you gonna say? That was it. You think uh, Controller. And what uh the was Wizkid on yeah, Controla, we, we, or was that another song? That was
0: another song, Wizkid. He might have been on controller, but he was on a different song. It was but that
2: album of views.
0: That goes back to that what was, we were like, talking 60. about last week for sure, right? Like for sure, Drake, right, has when you're a bigger-off artist and you pick up a sound or you pick up a dance move, right, it brings light to something. But I don't want to digress too much. I do think, you said it, Deja, the gatekeepers of hip-hop, right? There is just like the gatekeeper of anything that's precious, right? You have one job, and it's to protect the originality, the root, right, the pureness, right? You're not You're not trying to control artists. You're not trying to control people. But I do think there's a little bit of a better job that we can do. You know, Who's we, we as the consumer, we as the producers, we as the artists. It's a, it's an ecosystem. We. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying that a a dude who wants to talk about how he got shot or he shot up a club or he 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 like T Grizzlies. You know, he's giving you you know insight on you know his first day out right where he's talking about he went to michigan state he hit a lick got caught right i don't i I don't think that's glorification i think that's you telling a story wait repeat that repeat
1: just the point part that you're saying only because it was i just want to make sure i understand what you're saying that we all have a job to do and i think ensuring to the to
0: uh, always first class media that the work that you're doing piper the artists that you that you that you that you familiarize yourself with the artists that you work with right i think that it's it's our job to ensure that hip-hop stays and has the identity that we know it as and i think that street music has a lot of pros and cons but some of the cons are detrimental and have been detrimental
2: is children's story a street music song
0: it is Thank you. Well, I just said, I just said T Grizzly, right? Yeah,
2: no. My point mm-hmm. is that it's always been in the culture. Like these uh, are
0: real stories. That's why I just said there's a thin line yeah. between street music giving you a story of the environment and glorification.
1: But what, I, I, really, I guess, I, but I, I guess, uh, I mean, so too. So Peak Roof is asking, like, yeah, why are the rappers? Oh, go ahead about the comments because that's why <sighs> yeah. I asked about uh, children's story.
0: Kari mentioned the machine, but. It's at some real point. Life. At some point, though, y'all, if we don't put any buy in on what we have to do with some of the things that happen, we are selling ourselves short. I guess what, to think that the artist has no no control. The artist should be, of course. There's the machine. We can always we always talk about the machine. We always talk about mm-hmm. advertisement, the brand. Okay, so when are we gonna start talking about what we can do differently?
1: But this is what I'm saying. The so. Part of like taking control is, you know, this algorithm. You know what I'm saying, uh, Brittany? You gonna be on the, you, We gonna have to get somebody coming here. We're taking applications for someone to come work the board at Piper Carter Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so they can focus. I appreciate it because I really don't want to do around. it. <laughs> and let's be clear.
0: But I'm listening.
1: Yeah. So, um, I so for me, it's like okay, we look at, um uh, any, any, you know, uh, any of these outlets. Right. So even though we're not in the radio paradigm, right. It's still the same sort of system. They keep telling us that it's different, but in a sense, it's still the same type of system. Right. So what they've done is figure out how to use AI and the algorithms. You understand what I'm saying? To then like do, um, do the same job right so if they're looking at like how many streams like um deja was talking about like if streams are leading like you know um who they're gonna get behind who they're gonna put money behind you know what i mean um then that's how your media is gonna get fed to you i I sent you that um that youtube tutorial from the guys at youtube um, in the creation, the creator studio, who were talking about how they um, ma- manipulate the algorithm, and basically what they do, they look at what you. Now, this is just YouTube, but I imagine that a lot of the other channels are very similar. They're looking at you know Netflix, like whatever we can put this. You know, um, P. Groove was saying, "How come it's just the rappers? What about movies?" For me, is is all, it's of, all it. of it films, all of it. But they look at your, they look at like your streams, right? Um, which is the same thing that they did back in the day they look at your purchase they looked at your purchases so they're looking at your streams and they're like okay deja likes hip-hop music producers deja likes eclectic soul music um deja likes you know jay dilla so they're gonna be like deja might like Lo-fi, yeah, you know, Deja Dilla might- is
2: not lo-fi. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Thank you very much. No,
1: Dilla's not. Dilla's not lo-fi. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, because they they will push lo-fi to you yeah, though if you listen it to makes Dilla. Sense. And so, but but the but that is ex- precisely the point that I'm saying. So if 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 they're saying like, oh, okay, if that if the algorithm was a a bit more natural, if you know, not manipulated, right? You would lo-fi be in the in the Dilla Pantheon, maybe not uh, okay. you know, I, I could I could see um, you know, Bobby Caldwell being promoted to you. I could see, you know, DJ. Quick being promoted to you. I could see some more um Detroit rappers being, you know, promoted to you. But what I'm saying is that it's still the same powers that be manipulating right? the outcome. And so with that, um, I'm just talking about what we can control. This is my point. this is this precisely, what i'm saying if they're putting money right if they if they put the same if the same powers put the same money that was what kari's point was last week a lot of it is so psychological that we don't even realize what's being promoted to us it's be it'll be suggested in your algorithm
0: okay so i i guess with that being said we so basically because of that there's there's nothing we can do differently we're it's a
1: it's a lost deal there's no, no that's not what i'm saying i'm just i'm just I'm it's just not everything be, is not all or nothing Brittany. is like <laughs> that's what no, i'm saying that's, a, that's, saying all, that's like, what I'm, how, I'm saying
2: how would you reprogram society is that's like all i'm saying
1: well the, part of it is of part of it is a bit um part of it is a bit uh challenging because let's say like we're here at detroit is different right we have a whole, you know, Kari built this whole studio, and you know this whole like uh, network, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And so each of us has our own channel. We're we're each of us is fighting for the same audience or pushing out there to direct audiences to our voice, to our message, to our channel. How do you how we're talking about the same topics that? joe buttons and every, and every you know joe rogan or whoever you know is talking about how is it that um folks are going to those channels right like what makes a person go to a choice part of it is because there's a lot of money pushing the algorithm to push that also on top of that is brand deals so if spotify says oh we're gonna bet on you know joe button then they're de- then you know, there, he, there's definitely or if a uh, Complex is like, OK, well, we've paid X amount of money for, you know, uh, four years ago, Joe Budden podcast or Breakfast Club or whatever to be, you know, if Revolts paying for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Breakfast Club to be all up in your uh, your mention, not mentions, all up in your timeline suggestions. and suggestions yeah. are in your timeline or in your feed. And like it was months that I probably didn't watch half of those podcasts and it was still getting pushed up my feed right and so um how can our podcast get pushed up that feed we gotta have that same amount of in that system have to have that same amount of money because as much as people would like to talk about organic this that and that for the most part it's all still pay to play but on a different level you know what i mean it's all still like is you still pay youtube ads google ads facebook ads like you still got to it's like like we have to pay as a consumer, right, to put our network up there. Whereas like, if we had you know the so called same amount of financial power as like a revolt or YouTube or whatever, we push whatever we want up the up the uh, you know, up to the algorithm. That's the point of having your own um, platforms. You know that's the argument for having your own platforms, which is next week our conversation gonna we'll be talking about the metaverse. So things are gonna go into overdrive in the metaverse, you know. Mm-hmm. But let's read some of these comments. Like Deja, can you see what did um, Chris say? Oh, uh,
2: Chris.
1: Go? Chris Tofer.
2: Oh, okay. It says the cake is already baked for mainstream media influence and progression coming in the future, and the motivation isn't money like we would think. Hmm. So, what you think the motivation might be to destroy the community further, which isn't far off, but um, I w- I'm wondering uh, what you might be alluding to. Let's see.
1: Just looking at some more comments.
2: Hmm. said, but it's it says. It's not, but there are artists that have more depth than what the machine presents. I just use community and family as an example on point with what Piper is saying. If I let Piper roll the next video, <laughs> whomever controls the distraction has the most, I'm sorry, whoever controls the distribution has the most influence. Exactly.
1: That's right. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have. I just have feel to... like at this point on this
0: show, that's a duh for us. But I also understand that when we talk, we have to talk and understand that not everybody understands the way that industry works and the way that capitalism works. I get that. I'm just. I feel like when I make a point, I think sometimes it's making it look like I'm like the conservative auntie that's like, uh, you know, no, like the music has to, this music has to stop. But I do do think that there's some type of truth into when we die, when we, when we break things down and we digest things, where can we be better as a consumer from the consumer, the black consumer, right. From the, the hip hop, uh, the the hip hop gurus, right? What can we do differently, right? What kinda what can we if we can come together and do a vote or die uh 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 what do you call it campaign and put you know where yeah the money money what I'm saying is the imagery, right? If black people can come together and figure out different types of campaigns with money, I think we should be able to do it without money and and, and money. Okay. I think we have the I have, think we have more of the ability to create our own value and not worry about to that guy's point, like uh you know Chris's point. You know, we're it's not that I'm trying to fit into mainstream. It's not the fact that I want to even I, like somebody had a shirt on the other day that said "Protect Griselda," like uh, keep Griselda a secret, right? And at first. You know, I feel like all You art- know how many white people love Griselda? But the point and how many but do you don't know about Griselda? But do- that's the p- that's the point that I'm making.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying to you. What can and we And you are talking about the Group Griselda, Correct. just for everyone listening.
2: Yes, not Griselda Blanco.
1: Yeah, you're talking All about right. the. there's a hip-hop group that makes music. God. You have to, I mean, after... Brittany, everyone I'm, might I'm, not know who just, Griselda I is. I just said,
0: oh, God, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So, anyway, the point I'm making is the shirt said, keep Griselda a secret, right? So. Who the F made that shirt? The point that the person is making, Oh, I don't agree with keeping Griselda a secret, mm-hmm. is, is. Okay, at what point do we not care if, uh, Jay Dilla is mainstream, right? If he, if we value him and we protect him and we uplift him in spaces that's gonna root generations, who cares if they play Jay Dilla on WJLB, right? When do we they switch? Do. The well, thing is the, they okay, do. Okay, don't get wrapped up into what I'm saying is, is in theory, right? In theory, right? When do we create our own value systems where? When, and then when we do create our own value systems, we don't care about mainstream. Does, is there a line that's being crossed in street music
1: that's, that what, protects our babies, that protects our legacies? But this is what I'm saying, Brittany. It's, there, it's not a either or, right? It's a both and, right? So you're saying it like, is this the old paradigm? Remember, there is, like to Deja's point, there is so much available to all of us in this very moment, like we all have the same choices. We all have the same choices right now. Like all the same music that exists all at the same time across the planet. Like we all have access to this music, right? So whether we want to go look at old, you know, music videos, new music videos, like everything from as far back in history all the way even to like, through whatever's going on now, into like new innovations, right? Mm-hmm. All that stuff is available to us right now. People just don't want to go. What look is for the it. like? I, yeah, like 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 you were saying, like it's 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 work it to is. go look <laughs> for music. For it's work. work.
2: Modern native tongue group, like Kari's mentioning in the comments right now. He said, "I just." W-, or let me read the prior comment that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it. To the person that said, "Whomever controls the distribution has the most influence," Kari mentioned um, it will be Vlad. He's like, also, it's it is unique the way the media or I'm sorry, the machine is allowing Adele to have an international rollout based on her voice, very unique. I just want diversity and options. Hence the '88 to '91 era, I had native tongues, N.W.A., Public Enemy, Luke, Salt and Peppa, Fresh Prince, Latifah, G-Rap. Um, it's more. It's a more balanced view of our people. Which is true, but that option is still available today. Yeah, it, people just don't want to go look for it, and of course the radio isn't gonna
0: put that on. That's you know, what I'm the saying. Where can those, we do better?
2: Those artists but, 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 are. But what, is what, it, okay, what is wrong wait, with holding
0: ourselves to a stand? Like me saying, what, like, that's like, what Piper, I'm saying, Piper, you can't answer you that you question. You got Kool a did. whole business. Like you are you you your
1: existence is answering my question. No, but I guess what I'm what I'm saying is also too with your question, it's not in either or it's not like we're not in the 90s i'm not saying that i'm saying in
0: 2021 yeah where are the more piper where why is it that who whose fault is it that more the kid the same neighborhood that jay dillard grew up in you showed them a picture of him they mm-hmm. don't know who he is where can we do that? Where can we do better? You you're you can't speak to that because you're that's doing gen, it. That's generational. People so that's have to the know point that their I, kids people is, have to
2: do their own work. People have to be interested in doing That
0: is the point that work. I am making. Where does that start? Where do we With do the self. Ki- Okay then. That's but the, but also to all I'm
2: asking. On, that's not on a group of people though is yes, what it, we're saying. If, if it
0: comes on an individual people indiv-
2: have to want that individually Deja, and if as it, a collective if they don't then so that's the not point That's the point That is the point fault.
0: That I, I never said It was the end of. I just said It's the collective's fault But it, it's not about but fault But
2: we can't fix
1: it It's not about fault That's what I'm it's trying to say Why can can't we fixed.
0: fix Everything else Why no. can't we fight For everything else To get fixed but No, this we can't fight for this No this is what I'm saying I'm, com- I'm confused No my
1: point is It's not about fault you get what I'm saying? It's not about fault. What I'm saying is you can't say like, oh, the consumer, you know, it's like blaming the consumer. I'm
0: blaming everybody.
1: Everyone has point, a blame. But the point I'm trying to say also, too, is Brittany. Here. It's like if let's just start with the generation of 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 how people even begin to develop a taste. Right. Like for music. Right. I'll use my like I use myself as an example. I'm going to give the similar example I gave from last week. When I was a kid, right, my access, which is much different than kids today, my whole access to music, my grandmother, no, let me go back further. My mom bought me a Flintstone Clothes and Play record player. I had my first record was a 45. It was um, Rufus and Shaka Khan, Tell Me Something Good. Probably shouldn't have been listening to a record like that at four years old. However, I didn't know what it meant. It was just all into the beat. My dad dad bought it for me (laughs) and I played it, played it, played it. Also played my little Cinderella, Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo, listening to those records. If y'all are from the 70s, y'all know about Turn the Page, you know, Ding, you know, with, uh, you get the books and stuff, the Disney books that comes with the record. Boom, that was my musical access, right? Then get a little older, living with grandma. She had the wooden record player. Whatever records I got as a kid, this is before I have a proper allowance. My uncle's buying me, my big cousins are buying, my mom is buying, right? Rapper's Delight is there. Um, All the soul music, these eight track tapes, like, you know, Commodores, everything Motown. So like all of that, get a little older as a teenager, I'm getting allowance now, I'm buying my own records. Right. So I'm buying a Run DMC and LL Cool J and stuff like that. Get a little older. I'm buying some tapes. Get a little older. Now I'm on the Internet, you know, looking for music on my own. My tastes are developed. I've had. uh, But when I get to the Internet, I'm like 20 something. I'm like in the, you know my mid-20s, when the internet becomes available, my tastes has been, I've had like 20-something years for my taste to be developed. And so I'm looking for that. Yeah, I'm open. Like, I'm an open person. I'm going to be looking for new music. Look at a kid today. Many of the kids get an iPad, right? Like, right out the womb. The initial music they're listening to is all this music that's available on the internet, including everything that's specifically For children, so they have access to their parents' music, which is all the stuff that you're talking about. So that's their whole palette, and plus all the stuff that's like specifically made like just for them. So think of a a, a young person over their lifetime, and all of that consumption. What is going to make up their taste? You get what I'm saying? So that's one part of it. The other part of it is access. Like young people have, for the last 20 years, have had the media access to some sort of device to be able to develop their own music taste. Deja is a perfect example as a Gen Z, as someone who has a vast music taste because she has all this access, right? So just think about it that way. And also too, I think it's destructive for us to like just make it like I mean these stories get lifted up because we're talking about them. But in general, these are not these are not representative of like the entire, you know, um, business or the entire industry. There's a huge industry out there um, globally. Right. Like right now, Sheila E is like killing the game. I don't know if people pay attention to stuff like that right um right now like there's many artists who are you know like capturing the hearts and minds whether they're from a different country or you know here in the united states so i think it's destructive to just think like to have that conversation to say like i don't because there's only rules it doesn't only we were talking
0: my original question see my original question is is street music affects on the street not street music on the effect of the suburbs. Yes. I brought that into the equation saying that was my pet peeve that people from the suburbs, it's a pet peeve of mine to see them glorify something that they know nothing about and will never dig deep to find the surface of where it comes from. So my question is, is how does street music impact the ecosystem of people who are who are the who are living in that situation, right? How do you Explain certain, and I don't want to get all into it because I don't want it to become a destructive conversation. Because when we start talking about uh, Chicago, the problem we have on our hands there, and we have had on our hands for decades, right? But that's what I'm not saying. Street music is a representation of all of hip hop. We know that. That's why I said we passed that on this show, right? I'm talking about the relationship between the streets and street music. And if there, if the street music was to change, would it help the streets? No. Fine.
1: Can we change? Uh, uh, just poverty? say no. And
0: yeah, then, like then then that's then what you got to change is you
1: got to change poverty and all the conditions. But even you know? though so to, the, ne- to the point of the
2: suburbs, like wow. that just goes back to what we allow, what we what we gatekeep and what we
1: don't gatekeep. That's I mean, look at the Motown era, like people didn't understand that all those Motown acts were the same guys as the Chicago drill dudes. They're the same guys as, you know, all the street dudes. These are the street dudes. There's nothing wrong with being a street dude. No, my point is I got you. that what you Barry Gordy did. Yeah. What Barry Gordy did was created an image so that what was presented to the world was this so-called respectable image of people, but those same guys it's the same, it's the same guy. <laughs> so all that element was still there. There was still the police terrorism, there was still the poverty, it was still the prostitution, it was still the, you know, all the things. It's just that image wise, you, you know. I think that,
0: have you guys watched the so elaborate, elaborate, have you guys, or... el, no, maybe, have you guys <laughs> watched the elaborate documentaries on Chicago drill music in relation to the streets? I have. And how, my God you have to watch that and you have to watch how through the music the basically the music chicago drill music is just the diary of what goes on to into in the street so it basically not only is it glorifying street music it's also getting a lot of these brothers locked up because they're putting what they do in the streets in the music and it yeah. literally is becoming how they get caught yeah FB, uh what's it what's the rapper that got killed a couple years ago or last year oh man fB uh Fbd fbg duck his mom was able to help the police by just watching these dudes instagrams and listening to their music you talked about op packs right mm-hmm. op packs becoming huge in music telling telling people's moms that they that they're gonna have to be buying ro- robes for the choir right mm-hmm. now we're talking about disrespect right that's going' yeah. too that's that's that's, but it I'm, doesn't mean that those things
1: didn't still exist. Oh, I'm not, Hey, I'm just asking. For me, I'm just saying we. What has to be done is is like Deja was speaking. The fix the system of poverty. Like you know, because then that's my eradicate mom, poverty. Can my, about I don't anymore. know, y'all. My mom
0: grew up poor as hell, right? But she had a neighborhood. She had people who. Invested in her, I didn't grow up rich, so the poverty thing I can buy. But I, I, what I'm saying to you is, is poverty. We got to stop equating poverty with people doing bad things. Them two, them you can't. Or can they relate? Can they relate? Yes. Can they relate? But I'm but saying, that, like poverty, there are a lot of people who grow up poor, right? Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but what,
2: on the so topic we that we're on, the people that are rapping about. Having to
0: kill each other to survive, having that's to from not surviving. T- from... it's killing somebody and telling their mama that you smoking on their on on, on they that's son. That's that's their. That's their rules. I'm to.
1: That's their that's yeah,
0: their
2: rules
1: that's, that that's they've gang created.
2: Culture. That's not what I'm. That's their rules they created, Y'all are... And even then, gang culture is about unity, protection. It's a family thing. That's I, don't like that for... I don't
1: hear that being.
0: I don't hear that. It's not accept. Exce- you not wouldn't okay. hear it's it. Up. We're
1: not. We're not in that
0: culture <laughs> to but, hear. All right. I'm just saying, true. y'all. If y'all haven't watched the Chicago drill music documentaries that are online, you need to watch them. I guess what I'm what I'm saying is right
1: that if we, it for me, this is just for me. If we continue to blame the consumer, it takes. Away, yeah, that takes away responsibility for like where
0: the real responsibility no should be. I don't thought there was no absolutes. and So if there's no absolutes, then everyone has a little everyone bit of. To everybody has it's a blame. Like, it's like yeah. So all I'm saying Miami. is, is where where do we where do when when I say okay, I did I did something, you did something wrong. We got this situation based on of us uh, based on us both doing something wrong. I don't say to you, I'm not changing because you got some blame too.
1: No, that's not what I'm
0: saying. I'm not oh. saying... Okay. And that's that's not, what not what I'm saying. saying. That's what what
1: the people should do either. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are choices. There are a lot of choices out here. Like, choices do exist. However, for me, the question isn't why aren't people trying to listen? It's like, how come... it? Why is it difficult... For all the choices to be available to everyone, like my feed, I'm with you. Was being that, presented sure. to me is probably nine million. I'm gonna guess and say the 180 degree opposite of probably what you know, uh Young Dolph's feed was looking like. You I'm know, with you, Pipe. Can rest in peace.
2: Speak on the influence of peer pressure. Yeah, like and young adults that grow up to play these this I will music g- around their kids, and then that becomes an influence. Like Piper speaking, I'm on, speaking and her on everything. Gave her that Shaka Khan record,
0: of course. So peer pressure, uh, like y'all said, there are. I'm not speaking I'm only speaking on. That's why I started with a pie percentage. I gave the imagery of a of a pie chart. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, what percentage? does street music have in the, this pie chart so i said 35 to 40% but what what all is right. that based on this i'm just right. asking you what, what is that let's move on let's move no, on no no i'm just asking you, you what is that are you saying statistics are
1: you asking i'm saying me? you're saying you're saying where did you get that from 35% i'm, ta- of I'm what? talking
0: about my opinion i'm giving you a metaphor right oh, this okay. is, i'm saying to you that in my this is in my perspective okay. there's a there is a pie chart right mm-hmm. when we talk about a shift in music and when we talk about street music and and its effect on real life, right? How it's affecting the mind, how it's affecting, right? We talk about frequencies, we talk about affirmations, we talk about negative energy, all that. How does street music affect the street? And on my pie chart, I think 35 to 40% of what the artist is presenting in their music when it crosses the line of telling the story, when it reaches into glorification, has thirty five to forty percent of the blame. That's my opinion, right? So the rest of the blame, the rest of the pie chart is how y'all y'all pie charts might look different. You I may, guess what I'm saying. You're is, saying your pie chart is 70% of the issue. I'm not saying is the machi- that. I'm not saying it may that be I'm, the not,
1: machine. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the same conditions that have ha, have existed in the so-called ghetto or across the world. If you go to the favelas in Brazil, if you go uh, right now in Haiti, if you go, go, I mean, just like across the world, the same conditions of poverty in black, you know, spaces that, you know, uh, justify, you know, black fratricide or black murder. Right. Those those conditions, like the same conditions that make it that make it like OK to show on TV, like black people getting murdered mm-hmm. or c- constantly have these news stories right the news media i would say is just as a uh, culprit or as well I do putting agree. stories every time you see black men in handcuffs black people fighting mugshots. black people's mugshots Agreed. for different things right so what i'm saying is that it's d- yes the music is an illustration of, you know, art imitating life. And yes, life does imitate art. At the same exact time, though, the world that we live in right now, this 21st century world mm-hmm. that we're living in right now, uh, to Deja's point, a lot of young people aren't going to television. And a lot of young people aren't going to radio, right? So, though, but my point is those same forces those that same conglomerate the same money people that are behind all the commercials that are on tv they're controlling your Mm -hmm. algorithm and what you see on the internet i agree so so even if let's just say you're a kid and i'm gonna just make something up you live in jersey city new jersey or you live in detroit or la or whatever your parents grew up listening to you know soldier boy right? <laughs> that's going to be on your palette. Like you're going to love Soldier Boy because your formative years, I don't know, when did Soldier Boy come out? Like two thousand fifteen years ago? So so for 15, 15 years ago, right? If you're 30, right? Soldier Boy was, oh my God, like growing up, you love Soldier Boy. So now you're 30. That's in your pantheon. That's in your palette. You get what I'm saying? Because it was pushed to you in 100%. your down in your psyche. And the same thing now with all these young people. So, what I'm saying is th- that, and it's, it's what I'm arguing, is there is a reset button with this metaverse. There is a reset button with people being able to control their what platforms they want to go on create their own platforms um, and make choices so for me I like the conversation about pushing more people to like you know look elsewhere you know what Do I'm saying you, so that's these a good spaces, question people are gonna push this so just like how you. just like how you
0: said that the same influences that push the algorithms for radio and tv are now pushing it for you YouTube and for the internet, you don't think them same things is going to be inside of the
1: metaverse? They're definitely there, but the metaverse is a bit different in the sense that That's what I'm just saying. All of these platforms are pre-created. Okay, we'll see. The ex- meta I'm the excited. metaverse at this moment, right? I'm just saying at this moment is like pretty open. Okay. It's pretty open. Like the internet was, correct? Like the internet was. Okay. and 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 in a sense how the internet kind of sort of still is like I said my algorithm um because I do things like you know go through and look at like you know what I'm searching and then make sure that I balance out my algorithm by searching some different stuff because if I've been going down some dark rabbit hole (laughs) I know that (laughs) as soon as I start seeing some Stupidity that I don't want to see. I'm like, oh, they mistaken that. I wanted to see this crap. So well, I start going down another rabbit hole to bring up something else. We got to touch algorithm. on a couple other things, but I want to say shout out to
0: Asa who's going to be on our show soon. He has a book out called How to Make the Hood Healthy Again, and that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. How we? How do we? He asked the question on, on a book title. How do we make the hood healthy again? Right? It's not oh, well Asa, you know, well see the the mainstream. Is forcing hot Cheetos is all in all the all the, uh in the um vending machines, right? He's just asking. The, I'm just asking a question. What can we do to make hip hop a little bit, you know, make it more palatable for the streets? How does the street how, so that the streets can win more, right? Get back to the originality of what gang like gang gang
1: was. They we have, just, we have to get our level. message into the streets. Agreed. We have to get our message that. into the streets Agreed. and make it and make it so that people want it. And you I agree. do that
2: the easiest way by the radio. Like there was before cell phones and stuff. Everybody has, um, I won't say everybody has, but a lot of people have to get in some sort of car to go somewhere. Mm. A lot of radio, a lot of people, when I say people, I mean people that are transporting their loved ones or even like Lyft or Uber services. They are listening to something Um So you're getting information somehow, some way, when you get in a vehicle of some sort. Mm. Um, So I just see why not change the message there. But that... Things, other things have to change in order for that. I to agree occur. with that
0: always, but uh, there's so that might much. Be the simplest way to get started. I think so too. Not simple, quote, but on surface, right? Like the right. like the low hanging fruit. Is uh-huh. that what you're saying? The radio is not the low hanging fruit. <laughs> but see, so so then so I see. But the radio, I, I'm not gonna hold you by default, right? When I get in my car, if my Bluetooth is not on, right? If
1: I'm in thought, guess what is transcending through my waves? The radio. But even radio, right? So. But XM radio or, you know, whatever. I going to say. It's owns, all the.
2: Uh, I heart radio.
1: Yeah, I heart, whatever. Right, like right, right.
2: All It's so all the same beast.
1: It's all the yes, same corporations that, that are looking at the same mm-hmm. metadata. You know, that's all they mm-hmm. care Data, about. Right. Spins and, you know, likes and all this crap. So I'm just saying that to say that now. We the the larger we have access to like all of this information. Yeah. So
0: there there's a that's a I think that's wide a, open. I think that right there is a campaign open. a campaign selling point. Piper is right. Do you not understand what you truly have access to? Right. Do you understand the origins of even what you're listening to? A lot of this music. Speaking of Memphis, a lot of the drill music in Chicago, a lot of that Atlanta trap comes from Memphis. Right, a lot of the Migos flow the da 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 Memphis. That's Memphis, right? But do they know that? They probably know it now because people been talking about it lately.
1: Right. I mean, but regardless, if it's from Memphis, if but it's the, from LA, if it's from I'm just saying, there's a history Brazil. to it, right? There's a his. There's more when you appreciate
0: the legacy and understand how to appreciate the origins of something like when you taste a glass of wine, right. And if you taste it and go just for the taste bud, it's like, oh, what is this? But if someone is telling you that this is a dessert wine that was, uh, uh, comes from a certain region, right? And it's this and it's that, even if you taste it and don't like it, you have an appreciation you for it. You might not That's, though. That may be true too, right? That may be <laughs> Depending true too. On the person. But you tried it, <laughs> right? Character. You knew that you, you knew that you were tasting something. So
1: y'all, y'all get the point. I get y'all point. So Queen, um, Well, Akari's point is um, just basically saying that in these, you know, like globally, he named, you know, the streets of Port-au-Prince, you know, in Haiti or Sao Paulo and, you know, Brazil or Baghdad are full of what um, we perceive as violence without the cultural context to understand. Whereas hip hop could be that if it's other messages in poverty, too. And Mm. then um, Mm. Queen Yeoman... Oh, Yo Mean says, um, discard hip-hop and start something new. Hip-hop has been corrupted. You can't bring it back. What do you think about um, I, either one of those? Oh, and I'll say the other one. Um, so Always First Class Media says um, the maturation process from young person to adulthood has been genetically modified. So you guys got responses to any of those? Deja, you want to tap that? You could go first
0: you sure yeah i mean uh, I, I i do agree with pipe saying there's no absolutes like i think that we as the as the, <laughs> the originator of anything nothing has it's been corrupted but it's not over like in it, hip-hop is nothing but a music is nothing but a frequency right so hip-hop is nothing but a frequency so frequency can be bent it, it can take many forms so it just that's why i asked the question like what can we do on an individual as a collective level right piper It's tough for her to answer that question because literally she's already I'm not trying to uh, do her like that, but she's doing it. Right. She said, I'm not going to sit here and wait for mainstream to, you know, satisfy my appetite when it comes to music. Not only am I not going to wait to do that, I'm going to start my own. I'm going to get a building. I'm going to get put women in a position where they can feel free to bring their families so they can rap. They can get off. And guess what? People started doing when she did 5e. She couldn't get brothers to stop coming. Then once they started coming, guess what? They started protecting the space. They had a role to play because guess what she said, I'm not going in that direction. I'm going in a different direction, right? So with that being said, I understand your opinion. And it's, and there's a lot of the times, like, when Nas got upset, hip-hop is dead. You know what Soulja Boy, speaking of Soulja Boy's response was to that in 2007? Mm. He said hip-hop is dead because he said it. Just like when Lil Wayne said he's the best rapper alive, he became the best rapper alive because he said it. Mm. So we have the ability to speak power into anything, affirmation. That's why I can't wait till we get into the King Richard movie, mm-hmm. right? So I hear you, Queen. It it is disappointing, but I think it's important for us to have these conversations and for other people who think way differently than me to be at to have these conversations. But I don't think hip hop is dead. I don't think it's I don't think it's fully corrupted because it started from a pure form. Right. When something starts from a pure form, it can get corrupted. But I feel as if you can always bring it back to its original state. Or
1: it may transform, just like it's it's continuing to transform. That's true, too. I
2: was going to say, it's just evolved. And yes, a lot of generations have had their own music, but if you look at how long black people have been able to have their music broadcasted, it's not that long. That's true, Deja. So, hip-hop is still a very young genre. It's only, what, 40, 50 years old? Very, very true. That's very young. Before that, we had... um, like what R&B that origin that came out of the church music mm. mm-hmm. which, as well as blues like which is just you know southern instruments and just making what they could with what they had True. so I don't know I, I, I hate that statement to be honest that hip hop is but that it belongs to another generation when it's just evolved. If that's the case, why was SWV a thing when we already had the Supremes? Right, right. Did we, well
1: did we, in my opinion <laughs> let, me oh, <laughs> let me keep it to myself let me keep it to no, myself I'm gonna be honest with you U- I know everyone U- loves SWV and that, that is my generation but I was like and and to be real my mom's generation thought that the Supremes was lightweight too <laughs> for real, no, with, no, that's real. They, they were like okay they're singing these little light little songs and because you know um, Lawrence Street. Ballard Dainty. was no, the main no, no singer. No she was singing soul too. and then you know Barry Gordy was like no we need to go more pop mm. so he put Diana Ross's voice on there because mm-hmm. it was lighter and yeah so I mean all of these you know all these transformations that we've been you know going through <laughs> do it to Brittany's point transform society for real no doubt. like the Supremes and and, and what Barry Gordy did did trans did, you know and it happening during the civil rights and Black Power yeah. era now did transform. After that, uh, we transformed even what the white people were listening to. Yeah. Yeah. More their yes. yeah. Their kids, yeah, their kids were had, had that secular. under the pillow. That's their kids good. had <laughs> had the the real Chuck Berry under the pillow, and <laughs> yeah. their parents would come out and they throw out the you know mm-hmm. the Lawrence Welk version or whatever. You know, uh, <laughs> no, we and act you. like they was dancing to that. You know, no, we feel you, Queen,
0: and that's why we've been talking for hour 22 and we didn't know it was going to evolve and it is to speak on the word evolve but I feel you she said devolve no no I said to speak on the <laughs> word evolve because mm-hmm. we've been saying evolve a lot mm-hmm. you know but I feel I feel as if nothing Um, as a it depends on how you look at it, it depends on what angle right you know there's still some Beautiful Queen, there's still some beautiful pieces still coming out by some amazing hip hop artists. Just, oh, no, yeah. oh my put gosh, on the front Queen! Street because they don't Man. want you to hear it, Queen. they don't want you to
2: go look. But for it's there. there, and it's, it's not going to be. I'm talking easily, about
0: breathtaking easy. to the point where you don't even care about what comes on on the algorithm because exactly. you're in your own space mm-hmm. of listening to music. I'm talking about even my hip hop experience is so beautiful, Queen, or anybody that's listening because of what has come before me and what. I can feel is going to come after me. You know what I mean? My hip hop experience is beyond. We talk about the street, right? Because we know that I think we all deep down know that there's some connect to We We can, we can do a little better. Right. But even with that being stated, right, my hip hop experience is, is, is no one can touch it. Like, I'm telling you, I have been blessed through hip-hop. Hip-hop, in a way, I've said this before on a podcast, was a father to me in ways that my father couldn't be. I learned so much about masculinity through hip-hop. But, but, and, but, but, and, and, but also toxic. Also I toxic. Also, not saying it's perfect.
1: Not saying it's perfect. But oh, all I'm uh, saying is that that is her point man. is no, that I'm the hip hop has yeah, devolved. Two, and Very, that's a yes, good point, Deja. Mainstream Yeah, mainstream offerings. I will say that, Queen. Mainstream offerings that are presented to families and the public mm-hmm. and the in the general population has devolved. That's that okay. And and my okay. only point is to that is number one, like Brittany said, that's why I created a whole hip hop company that does quite the opposite. We put out healthy hip hop, right? And that at the same time, we're just in this time where we have access to so much art, music, and information that we we can't, like you're saying, Brittany, we can shift, we can shift, Right? Conversations like this help the shift. There's a whole bunch of podcasters that are mm-hmm. like this. There's a whole bunch of DJs that are like this. You know, like Soul Action Radio shouts out to them. Mm. Um, on, you know, uh SoundCloud. Like there's just so many offerings in the ethers that um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm actually personally excited about the metaverse. People are looking at it like as a financial you know up Which is great Because we will see The biggest wealth transfer I'm looking forward That's to real. it In terms of a huge Cultural shift Now
0: what else We're gonna Save Hopefully. Metaverse But Piper I will say I had a boss Who We Let's just say We had a new system That we weren't used to And we hated it My boss hated it We we said it was the worst And we weren't gonna Get, get with the new system That my company provided And we were Detroit And we didn't need this system And guess what it was inevitable. So we became behind the eight ball because we fought it. And he told us, he uh, uh, I, I like this man and did not like this man for several reasons, but I still learned from him. And he says, I fought this system with you. I failed you as a manager. I could have, should have told you what I didn't like about it, but I should have also told you it was inevitable and that we needed to get in front of it. So I do believe the metaverse is inevitable. Staples Center, which is when you say Lakers, you think of Staples Center. People who don't know basketball look at the LA basketball arena as staples. They have changed their name to crypto.com. That mm-hmm. is huge. <laughs>
1: well, it's
0: inevitable. To
1: get ahead of it. It's inevitable. Well, Queen says, um, we're gonna change the subject, but I just want to acknowledge um Queen uh Queen uh Yo Mean's, uh last couple of comments. She said, it is, I agree, wonderful artists and music. But these corporations have corrupted and infiltrated the movement. Get them white folks out our business and we mm. can get back to something pure. And then she said, thank you, ladies. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. <laughs> you too. Me pure sure. fact, right? Pure fact. That's, right? A good, that's a good way to go to the next <laughs> <Yeah>. topic.
0: <laughs> let's bring another queen in the room, Pipe. Uh, let's give some uh, love to uh,
1: Malcolm X Legacy.
0: Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: So, um, yeah, I said power ascension, uh, to the youngest daughter of our beloved freedom fighter, Malcolm X, um, our beloved sister, Malika Shabazz. She was a twin sister, um, on, on my show. I don't really want to go into, she's just passed, Mm. I want to let her spirit have a minute to even make an ascension into, um, paradise. Mm. So I don't want to go into her past or challenges that she had, um, in this moment. I think you can look all that up, um, on the internet. Um, I do want to say that she was a twin. She leaves behind her, um, twin sister, uh, Malak, as well as her other sisters. Um, it sh- there were six sisters in total. Um, her and her twin were actually in, um, their mother, um, and rest in peace and, um, bless her legacy. Our beloved sister, Betty Shabazz, they were in her womb um, during the assassination mm-hmm. of their father, so they came here uh, in that trauma, in the aftermath of that trauma, they experienced that trauma while they were in the womb, and what I will say is that trauma had followed their family for uh, generations, and the none of us could, unless you've been through something like that, could possibly even imagine the pain and the anguish um that our beloved sister Betty Shabazz went through that all the all the family went through um and there were multiple tragedies that happened um from there from the grandson which was um sister Kabila's son um that you know, unfortunately set the house fire that murdered um, accidentally his grandmother um, to, you know, the pain that, that, that she must have been going through as a mother, you know, and just dealing with that. And then he was murdered, um, you know, uh, in 2013, I believe, at the age of 28. Uh, he got beat to death in a bar, um, supposedly over, I think it was like $1,200 and, um, uh, you know, and then, um, is a, they say it was an unpaid bar tab, um, and they say possibly, uh, some, they said female company or something like that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, the pain that he must've been living with or had to live through, Um, or heal from, you know, and, um, and then again, you know, that their family just consistently has to deal with, and, you know, in her, uh, you know, legacy is her daughter, her daughter found her, you know, so much love, um, to her daughter who actually was the one who found her, you know, yeah, condolences to the entire Shabazz family, you know, um, just having to find your mom, you know, um, having passed out. They say it was from natural causes. Um, and yeah, she she does have a history of, um, we'll call them legal challenges. Um, you know, some of them look a little bogus uh, to me, but you know, again, I wasn't there and can't really speak to the validity of them but um she did have challenges with her two of her sisters uh regarding the legacy of their father you know um some disagreements within their family but you know that's what families do is have differences over things Mm. and um yeah just want to send lots of love and appreciation um like I said I don't want to she just passed away. So I don't want to dig in. You can look up on the internet, like her legal challenges at this moment. I just want to send her family, you know, uh, condolences and love. And I just want to lift up um, her spirit and just pray that she is welcomed into paradise by our beloved creator. Um, And ironically, you know, last week, Two of the gentlemen, you know, I know their, um, original, when I say original names, the names that they had when they were in, uh, the nation, but two of the, um, brothers who were accused of, um, pulling the trigger or, um, being a part of the plot to kill Malcolm X and being caught, uh, so-called caught in the scene by police, um, because of the documentary that came out, I think the documentary now is like a couple years old. Um, I saw it at least five, six times. Um, who Killed Malcolm X on Netflix. It, it, uh, I'm not sure if it's still on there, but um, the brothers are Muhammad A. Aziz and Khalil Islam. So they were um, exonerated and... um if I'm not mistaken, is it the brother Aziz um, who had um, passed away or is he the one that's still alive? Um, but, you know, these brothers are, you know, uh, now exonerated um, from, I mean, at the time, I mean, even according to the documentary, it was said that they, they, Um, well, what they said was that they were involved, but they didn't like pull the trigger. Right. So, um, man, that's a lot of, (laughs) that's a lot there. I know I've talked to a lot of people from the nation about, um, the documentary. And as you can even see in that documentary, a lot of people are like still pretty shook um to talk about it um a lot of people still don't want to uh you know d- still don't want to um even be seen speaking on it um some of the you know some of the people who were there are still alive um yeah so um yeah, there's just like a lot. Oh, and I, and the other thing I left out was um, the mother um, of Malcolm, the grandson, his mom is um, sister Kabila. She was actually, um, I want to say, I'm mean, going to use the words in trouble with the FBI. There was a person who. She had gone to school with, who was actually an FBI informant, who befriended her, or she befriended. I'm not really, you know, sure how that relationship began, but it is said that she offered him, I suppose, it was like forty five thousand dollars to kill Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan, um, whom she blamed for the murder of her father, because. Betty Shabazz blamed him for the murder and there was an in like a ceremony held um man I don't remember the year but um Farrakhan did hold a ceremony where he and Betty Shabazz made peace in front of everyone and they raised about 250,000 to um I think it was either like have her charges dropped or you know remedy the situation, and so um, yeah, like that's just another. There's just so much, like you know that the, they they really wanted to get Malcolm X, and they really did a lot to like terrorize his entire, uh, you know, bloodline. So again, I want to definitely send the entire family love um protection um and some peace because it's just been so much you know just so much um did you guys have anything you wanted to add or
2: i just also wanted to send my condolences to the family it was really unfortunate to read that on my phone i didn't believe it when i saw it and i didn't want to think that it was true either just because of all the controversy that that family has had over the years. Um, just another thing that that's really unfortunate. So, blessings to them. It seems like there's always crazy things happening before the holidays. Mm. And I know that's going to affect them too. So, I'm mm. also just
0: sending them all our love and peace. For sure. Deja speaks for me. Rest in power, power in ascension. That's all I have to say.
1: Mm-hmm yeah so
0: so ladies we're at a buck 37 what do you think keep going
1: you want to hit um, another topic you want to leave it for next week how do you well do i definitely before we go i definitely want to say i'm gonna say i said it last week and i'm gonna say it again and i'm gonna keep saying it <laughs> investigate the judge on that written house that's the most powerful thing you said <laughs> Man. investigate that judge <laughs> on that written house trial it was like he was a paid actor he needs to be investigated he interfered with real justice he impeded on uh the ability uh for there to be any justice um his meddling (laughs) into uh the process his his corruption of the process his manipulation of the process like he I, i mean he needs to be you know investigate it like thoroughly i don't know um i'm gonna put a period there because i could go on and on and on but um i'm really hoping that the activists get on that one Mm. that's the one what's the um the attorney that comes out and gets this dough for everybody but he don't get no dough for nobody oh um what's his name i can't think can the chat help me who's that black attorney He's on everybody's trial. The one they tried to get for Nipsey's case. Mm-hmm. Chris Dart. Chris. Uh... No, not Chris Darden. Oh. He was the one from. He was the, the um, what he prosecuted for OJ. She's always first class. Said <laughs> Ben Crump. Crump. Thank you. Always first class. Ben Crump. That's what you need to do. Take that money that you took from all those other folks. Uh, I would say this would this would actually be remember Samira Rice yes mm-hmm. was talking about how all these activists are taking people money and they don't do nothing and she threw him in the trick bag too and said uh <laughs> Ben Crump was in there snatching people's money too I think this is where all of the top famous activists I'm going to shout out to Tamika Mallory Linda Sarsour I'm going to shout out to you Ben Crump I'm going to say All eyes need to be on that judge Go after him Whatever you got to do Because the thing is If that man Can be on national television And commit That kind of um, Thank you Queen can, can commit that type of corruption In public Imagine how much havoc he's causing on citizens or ha- mm. has been just imagine how much he's already been right doing behind closed doors if he's if that's his public facing right imagine how much he's been doing and how much and and letting him sit there how much more damage he can do and also you know um for me i mean i just think that We really need to when we talk about like defunding police and we talk about like flipping the system and we talk about what could be done. We just had a whole conversation talking about people need to change. This is one of the changes that I think activists need to like, especially the public, really famous activists need to like jump on is really start putting a laser sharp focus. You know what I'm saying? Around. And not just the Tamika Mallory's, right? I mean, even like our media folks, right? Like the Rachel Maddow's and Van Jones and these people with these huge, you know, um, Roland Martin, like people with these huge platforms to have these types of conversations. I want to see more people. I want to see these folks having this conversation about what's going to be done with this judge and the judge needs to be investigated. With that said, too, we can do some research next week and we can give some give give a little
0: bit of a segment on this judge. That might that might not be a bad idea. So, yeah, that's that that is man. That's the perfect way to put it. Mm-hmm.
2: Quick question: Do you guys think that people backed by like the NRA have higher chances of winning legal battles? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Probably. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> because they got a lot of money. What? Yeah, they, they, Do you not know there was a whole? They got a lot of money. I don't know if it was a GoFundMe, they but lose.
0: they. Yeah, they. They put a lot of money behind this. Like you got to understand that they, they, as in a segment of people. I don't want to really get too much into it, but they don't understand history and they think when we say put George Floyd on shirts that we are, they look at it as the, the theory of George Floyd, not George Floyd specifically, right? That, Oh, we're glorifying him and Oh, he's a hero. So this is their version of George Floyd, right? Now the kid is not a quote unquote, a victim, right? But they, they. Th- this is their whole narrative. There's, there's money behind this narrative. This is a, a a us versus them situation, right? This is a win for them. This is how they look at this. They put effort into this, right? People are happy, like they just want a championship, right? Like so, the capital, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this is a this is rooted. Like when people said Trump being in office was a was a direct effect of them showing us that they could elect somebody just like we elected obama right that same type of quote-unquote vibe right so this is a it's a it's like piper said it'd be interesting to see what effect this has in the long run on our legal system and you know i think starting with the judge is a hundred percent correct right and to answer your question deja again yes like specifically this case because this they, they this guy is a he, is a, a self imp- not a self-imposed hero but a specific yeah. group's
1: hero right he, he is a self-imposed wannabe yeah this is a uh, because that's the narrative that we as society have been fed um and thank you always first class media and say great dialogue this is the narrative that we've always been fed right like if you look at any mainstream like television show movie whatever it's always that there's this white guy who knows more than everyone he outsmarts everybody he comes through with his gun and then he kills the antagonist and in the end he shoots and blows everybody up yeah. like this is like a, a, a normal sort of plot slash ending for pretty much most of the media that you'll see and so this is people's real life fantasy like yeah this is like their you know version of um, you know what they want to see in their uh, ABC weekly special or their, you know, this is like the misogynist version of the Lifetime movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like just a ridiculous fantasy. Yeah, it's, uh, it is the whole, I mean,
0: it's so much to unpack on this case from just like so many angles of like, you know the the gun charges being dropped, right? Like from how the judge reacted, right? We all agree that the judge, though, is like the the that may have the most like legal where you can make a shift legally, right? The, the way that the judge was acting, we all can agree with that, right? But possibly, right? And then um just the fact that you know the argument, well, no black people were killed, right? But these yeah, were people but, fighting a black issue, but
1: right? Regardless. And if it's a black issue or whatever issue, the point of the matter is that people were killed. Agreed. That someone took a gun, went and killed people. And then to say
0: that, you know, the fact that he wasn't was able to drop the gun charges because it was a family gun, I just. Like I ask people, ask people who agree with the verdict, right? Who say, "Oh, you know, you know people who agree with the verdict, Brittany." What? Watch it back. I know black people who agree with the verdict that say that there's been black trolling. That 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 say that did they say that in front of white people? Or they said that when y'all was by yourself? No, listen. There's people who say like they rather this case go this way, and uh, the Amal Arbery case. Be a different. Be it's a different, not a. It's not a. Right? <laughs> one have, don't I'm have Agree, do but other. I'm just
1: telling you the opinions that are out there. That's not and, their opinion. They're saying that. They, I'm I'm willing to bet they said that in front of white folks.
0: Just on the internet, so yeah, it's in front of white people.
1: Yeah, but
0: the the the, the white people that I know that are that are uh, that agree with this verdict, they have so many different arguments of why it's okay, and I just question. I said this is what is the most upsetting about you being okay with this case because i have to talk hypothetical because if the hypotheticals have existed before right if this was a 17 year old black kid who goes to the insurrection or the riot that they put on at the at the at uh where was it exactly was it Congre- kenosha no no what are you talking about when the, when they stormed the capital was that what was that the capital yeah so if it was a seventeen-year-old black kid who says, I, "I'm from DC. I'm sick of all these white folks coming in DC. DC is a seventy percent uh, district. I'm protecting black. I'm about to be protect my people because who knows what they' about to do tonight." Mm-hmm. And comes the, to the Capitol and ends up shooting three people. That would not make it that far. <laughs> come on, let's be real. <laughs> like all, the, all this, all this, all this legal stuff. What makes it bad is if the, the, the same type of things that were used. In this case, to win it would have been an automatic loss if it was a black kid. Then that's just the the argument. Like when you try to have a discussion with people who agree with this verdict, don't but,
1: even see. But let's just understand. Kari says, um, it's a mix of um conservative black folks that are using, uh, that platform. Why it works, um, self defense is a joke. <laughs> but just remember that. Okay i don't believe that you can convince racists okay to have a heart of course not. just like i don't believe that you can convince rich folks to care about poor people Mm. so that's just i haven't really seen it so the way you get rich folks to to act or the you know let's say like if it's rich folks, poor folks. The way you get rich folks to act is you got to speak their language and you hit them in the money. It's true. And then they're going to be like paying attention. And it's the same thing with a racist. You know what I'm saying? You got to hit them and take away their power. Like the only reason that this is able to be this way is because... To a certain degree, they're given a certain level of power. If you take away their power, okay, that's how you start to shift. Just like 2012, when Black Lives Matter was just a hashtag, right? Um, the conversation about police violence or police you know terrorism people were afraid to really when i say people i mean like in mainstream really didn't want to touch it it was a a so called a black issue you get what i'm saying it wasn't until the movement started to make some dents when when it started making dents into the fabric of society and young white kids OK, when the young white kids were being impacted, that's when it was like, oh, now we understand. Now we get it. Like you've got to take you got to take something away from people. You understand what I'm saying? Like and if you look at it in a level of violence, <laughs> you know, the, the violent person would say you have to take someone's life away, but I'm not violent. So I wouldn't say like, take someone's life away. I'm more of a, you know, especially not want to (laughs) air. I would say you have to take some, you have to take these people's power away. And one of the mechanisms, I'm not saying the only mechanism, I'm saying one of the mechanisms is to look at each of these systems and start to defang the beast So when we're looking at like, okay, this judge has maximum power. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why he's able to do really, I mean, in all, in all regards, it's really illegal what he did. Okay. It's just that he's so close to the line. Now for me, like if I was the attorney on the case, you know what I mean? Or involved in some type of way, I'd be like, okay, we, we, now we got to go back and investigate all these people because they they're corrupt, you know. And push push for that. Now, to me, until unless and until we start like dismantling these people who have power, you know what I'm saying? They're going to continue to sit in power and then continue to be able to do whatever they want to do, you know, to people. So you know you ask like what could be done how could we change it's not the quick and easy route you know what i'm saying like um which is the reason that people do demonstrations right right it's the reason people do direct action it's the reason people do violence because that's gonna be the attention getter Mm -hmm. the person who goes in there and does the most Violent thing And hurts the most people Is going to get everyone's attention And then all of a sudden People are going to be trying to figure out What to do But again I wouldn't Me personally I wouldn't advocate for any of that Because I want to see a system Change for real I don't want to uh, I don't have a belief Like that Okay The violence is going to fix things That's not my personal value system of violence you know what I'm saying my personal value system is that um I mean I want something different so I believe that there's a higher 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 power who's got all of this and all of us and is really in control but like down here on a 3d level that we're still dealing with um although we have civil rights bills and acts and laws and all these things you can see. There's just like so much more that needs to be done. And on top of that, I will add, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That's that's the good news. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things. So it's not... Seeds are being planted. Not only that, it's a lot of work being done. It's a lot of work being done. Like, whether it's (laughs) in small communities or on a larger level, like, you know, there's a lot of work being done. Mm-hmm. So, um, I always like, we talk about like, you, you spoke earlier, Brittany, about, um, I forgot who you said, said it, but about speaking into existence. Did you say soldier boy? Yeah. He, and the boy, which was the most, I, I'm not supporting soldier boy, but the concept of what he the was concept. saying, speaking to speaking into existence. Like for me, that's so powerful. So even just speaking the power into existence of like what people are doing, uplifting that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's something we could be doing. Yep. Just continue uplifting that. So anyway, I didn't mean to get on a soapbox. No, man. Next week you better get on camera, Brittany. Because no, I'm ta- people I- are texting me that it's weird looking at me and Deja while you talk. <laughs> okay, watch the Joe Button Past podcast, and I'm not as much of a weirdo as you think.
0: Parks talks a lot.
1: Yeah, but okay. You, if I gotta be on camera. Okay, and I'm about to be fifty. Do you want me on here broadcasting this company? No. No, and that's why I say you could just turn your hat to the back, and then they're gonna be thinking like, "Who is that gangster girl with?" No one will ever think you're a gangster. No one is ever gonna confuse you with a gangster. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's like somebody confusing me as a gangster. I mean, it's hilarious. You're a pretty one, but you a gangster for sure. Hilarious. But yeah, um, yeah, we could save the rest of the topics for next time. That's I wonder cool. our folks still hanging with us. We just, I know I was over here just like going on and on. This My guy pissed pe- this me off. This has been great. Freaking I judged. really appreciate this. Appreciate this chat and people in the chat.
0: If you feel compelled, please tell other people. We, we're, we're, our goal is to be on consistently every Tuesday. You know, by seven seven p.m. Today we got on at seven thirty you know it'd be great to see uh you guys return and chat and talk to us as we're talking and then to to tell some friends. So we're going to try to make this a uh, you know a more of a collective as we move along like we we said uh two episodes ago we're getting back into a rhythm. We got new equipment thanks to Kari, mm-hmm. thanks to the things that happen over the submere for Detroit is different. We have some beautiful guests coming. We have uh uh some segments that we're going to be adding in and so I'm really, really looking forward to the podcast. Shout out to Jyra. Jyra who's gonna be leading our tech report. He's gonna be back with us soon. So, you know, thank you guys so, so much for being in the chat. We really appreciate all that.
1: Yeah, it says um. So that was um Queen Yo Mean says love the vibes, peace queens. Um, always first class media says see everyone next week. That's what's up. Um, Kari says we love Piper, <laughs> uh, but Britt, you should be on camera too. Uh, he said get a Kamala mask. <laughs> and do the podcast brit no this is the last time i just i just he said you got us going (laughs) and um yeah but uh yeah just appreciate everyone and also too, p groove and just appreciate everyone listening and and tuning in please share the podcast share like subscribe as they say and uh click that bell (laughs) (laughs) but um and we're also you know we're on youtube we just started doing our lives on youtube but like two weeks ago mm-hmm. but we're also um on all streaming platforms so we was talking a lot of trash about spotify but tell your friends to go there and listen to our podcast <laughs> as well as um you know iHeartMedia media and um apple podcasts and uh did you guys want to leave us with any oh kari um tell us the nft Information, Good um, so we can share the NFT information. And if you could type it into the chat because Detroit is different, has an NFT, y'all, and it's only like 250 bucks, um, for people who invest into um the the Detroit is different NFT. But before we go, Brittany, what uh words of wisdom do you want to leave us with, Miss Elevator Operator? Oh, stop it. <laughs>
0: um i enjoy this i think that uh we always have to we have to push the limit of conversation and not be afraid to i love when you like i like i threw up the pie chart right and said oh this percentage right in my own metaphorical way like so i'll say that i think it's really interesting to see how people where people agree and then where they the, the disagreements start to happen right on like a flow chart right and then you know, always, like I said last week, it's OK to agree. It's OK to disagree. But always think productivity. Right. Are we being productive? Are we pushing something? Are we going in a direction we want to go in, whether we agree or disagree, have a different opinion, a free free thought? If it's not productive, you know, where where can we how can we be more productive? Think productivity. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's a word that we can. Put our own definition to it. It doesn't have to be a corporate word, right? When we think of pro- productivity, we don't have to think assembly line. We have to think productivity in a sense of spirit and soul and connection. That's what I mean about productivity. So,
1: And what about you, Deja? Do you want to leave us with any words of wisdom?
2: Um, just use your brain. Everyone use your brain. <laughs> Again, stay aware. That's always going to be my word of the week or message of the day, I guess. But... Um, all we can really do is be aware and make make informed decisions on our awareness mm. um, with self and with others, with surroundings. So just stay aware, stay woke. Love it.
1: Yeah. Um. I guess for me, I just want to give lots of gratitude to my co-hosts uh, who come through and give... Lots of wonderful thoughts and commentary and um, share your vibes and your brilliance with me and all of us and create the value that we have here at Piper Carter Podcast and uh, much appreciation to our proprietor, Kari uh, Way Frazier, the owner and creator of Detroit is Different and the Detroit is Different Podcast Network and just want folks to continue supporting the Detroit is different podcast network and you can go to Detroit is net to see all of the various podcasts that are on the Detroit is different podcast network, including uh, Detroit is different after dark and you can uh, go on our social media. You could go on to Instagram, Twitter and Facebook for and YouTube for um, Detroit is different as well as for Piper Carter podcast and just appreciate everyone and just want to give much love to everyone for the week. Enjoy with your family for the so-called Thanksgiving. No, we did not talk about the pilgrims (laughs) or the Turkey. Uh, We did have indigenous people's day already and, um, just uh, everyone have fun with your families. Enjoy your families. And um, I'll be spending time with my family, my new family, which is my old family. I'm going to miss my mom. I would have my mama spent this time with my mom. Uh, my mom loved Thanksgiving and loved cooking and preparing meals together. That's something that we would do uh, together. So I will miss that very much This year, and I'll be going to stay with my aunt, which is my mom's sister. And in my mom's honor, I will get on her nerves. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he says, Speaking of after dark, Josh Adams is doing a live Black Friday podcast on this friday so y'all want to check that out shout out josh the josh adams channel on detroit is different so yeah um everyone enjoy your thanksgiving enjoy your family and we'll see you next week peace Peace. Peace. tune in weekly
0: to the piper carter podcast with piper carter for a conscious take on music arts politics and fashion the founder of we found hip-hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience